Personal power. People positive. The community of connection. This is the Bob Jeswald Show. 2023 already, you know, and I'm here with Dr. Hunter Champion, cardiologist extraordinaire. You know, he's written so many papers. We had him on many other episodes. You can check it out right here. Look in your episode guides, wherever you get your podcast. Dr. Champion is someone who actually writes papers. He does so much, PhD, MD, the whole, the whole shebang. And even the broken heart syndrome, we talked about that. We're always talking about heart health. We're talking about health and fitness here on the Bob Jeswald Show. And the exclusive tonight, we're talking about sudden death in athletes. Uh, you're affiliated and linked with professional sports, and you're the best guy I had to call on. I, you know, usually you come on anyway, but I'm like, I got to get Hunter on here, like, now, pronto. And it all started with me. I'm from Buffalo, New York, as you know, and I'm watching the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals. The most disturbing play in the sea of safety, make a tackle, and stand up, looking good, and then fall backwards, like, what in the heck is going on here? Um he didn't die. Just want to tell you know we're talking about Mr. Hamlin himself, right. and Demar Hamlin. Um, we found out he had some possible some weird conditions. You know, we, we just don't know. And it, your profession, you, you, do you see these kind of things often? Because it's it strikes me differently. You think, well, gosh, they tackle like this all the time. Right. I mean, he's the unlucky one. One in how many a million hits or right. more, and he gets this condition. Which is type of myopathy? What? What? Tell mm -hmm. us what happened. You think? So, so sudden cardiac death is something that is that is not terribly uncommon, but it's yeah. also something relatively rare in the athletic community. You know, for the last thirty years, we've had averaging twenty to thirty of these across sports per year. Sure. Okay. Um, so it's relatively rare in that regard. Most common sports we see it with though are primarily basketball, soccer. Um, football is a little bit lower on the on the list, but there are a lot of different predispositions you can have for sudden cardiac death or a sudden event like this. Some are hereditary, some are, are acquired. Um, so whenever something like this happens, obviously it jars us because we have young people in peak athletic ability. You know, we think a lot of professional sports, I mean, heck, you know, with, with my experience uh, in the in professional sports, um, these people are well screened. They get yeah. echoes on a regular basis. I have them do cardiopulmonary testing on a regular basis and that type of thing. And to have something like this happen really does, you know, it, it, it jars you. It, it blew our mind. I mean, I'm, I'm looking, I, I started thinking about, we've talked about this in past episodes about the Widowmaker mm -hmm. or somebody, in the example you told me that there was a guy, he was, you know, just ultra marathon runner. Mm -hmm. He's doing this for, for forever and hundreds of miles. And he goes, and most people say, well, what do you expect? He's running hundreds of miles. But this guy had no problem at mile 100. But right. all of a sudden, he hits this brick wall. You check him out. Widowmaker would have been dead, but you fixed the problem. Right. Uh, with an athlete like, and I, again, working with professional athletes as you do, you, you see a situation. I don't know if you were able to see that game, mm -hmm. but to see, witness that was, I, I was, it was heartbreaking. I mean, right. literally, I don't mean that as a play in words here, but you, you say to yourself, he's 24 years old. Right. How in the hell does this happen? And so to, to hit like that, it made me start thinking, of course, my mind thinks like, okay, how many times does this happen in sports? Baseball, let's say if somebody mm -hmm. got a ball mm -hmm. and hit him in the chest. How mm -hmm. many ball players I see fall down and have a, 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 a cardiac event? I mean, right. lack of oxygen in the brain. <clears throat> Clearly, the first responders get a wow, a big praise. Right. I mean, they did everything right to keep him alive to get the oxygen. I think we all have figured that out. You know, Absolutely. call AED, you're there on the field, they're doing compressions, and at the same time, they're giving him uh, air going in his lungs. Although, if he, if it was just somebody else is doing compressions for that long before help would arrive, I don't sure. think they would have been uh, alive. Right. So he came very close to sudden death. Mm -hmm. Is it typical though? I mean, you say it's not very often, but would that kind of hit? I mean. Why has it got to be that hit? Is it? It's got to hit just right. I'm understanding. Well, so 
a couple of things there. One, there's yeah. a there's a condition called commotio cordis. And what that is is it's a fancy way of saying that you have a projectile that hits the chest at the right spot, but it's really more about timing. So that can actually happen in a totally normal heart. And what happens is you have a sudden, you know, shock to the chest from uh, from a ball or a hockey puck, and it hits the exact right spot in the EKG rhythm. And then when oh, that okay. happens, it sends you straight into ventricular fibrillation. Now, that's by far most common. With the few times that I've seen it personally right there, um, it's been baseball. So a line drive to the chest, uh, a baseball bat to the chest. Sure. Lacrosse ball is very common of, of those. Uh, hockey puck, especially when people aren't wearing pads. Right. Um, we really don't see this often in football. In fact, if you think about the 1.5 million hits over the last you know, yeah. few years, um, never. We've, this is the first time we've ever seen something like this. So it didn't really behave quite like commotio cordis normally does. That's not to say it can't be that. Ca that um, Normally when we see that, so when I've seen it personally, the ball hits the chest and both the ball and the person fall to the ground at the same time. Yeah, that's so it's that's almost seemed weird. It was Correct. strange. He stood up. Correct. And it almost like I thought, and, and then it's, again, I'm, you know, not definitely not a doctor here, but when you look at it logically, at first I thought, well, whoa, did his neck snap, or did mm -hmm. he did he have like some brain injury, or that that was the first thing. It was right. something neck, or his right. you know his something something happened, he lost control, and boom. But I was never thinking cardiac, right? And that 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 quick stand up looked fine, mm -hmm. and then it almost dropped like a tree being right. cut down. I mean, it was it was it was frightening. So when that happened. And you're saying it didn't probably look like one after seeing some of those events. Like you said, the ball in the chest or somebody. I think of even folks like an MMF fighting, too, if they get punched in the chest. Absolutely. Right. I've seen that happen. Right. That it, it'll throw them right out. Yeah. And that's rare, too. But again, like you said, that event has to hit at the same time as that beat or whatever. Correct. To make that event uh, take place. But in his case, it didn't really look that way. Correct. So it could be a number of different things. When we think about sudden cardiac death in athletes, the most common thing we see is something called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is called hokum. Right. Um, it tends to be something we see a lot with basketball, so where people are doing are kind of standing still and then running really fast for short periods of time and that type of thing. So right. that's the most common. Um, sudden cardiac death happens in in, in uh, African Americans six, uh, I'm sorry, about three times uh, the the incidence as we see with uh, white or or Hispanic um, athletes is by far more common in men, so six and a half to one uh, to women. Um, but when we see that um, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, essentially there the heart is beating so fast, and because there's actually a muscle, there's, it's essentially the, the septum of the heart, it's the muscle is, is large and it's thick, it's hypertrophic, it prevents outflow of blood to the rest of the body. Gotcha. Okay. And it, it's especially ex uh, exacerbated with very, very fast heart rate. So the heart can't fill enough, so you really just aren't moving blood. So that's why people suddenly pass that way. Um, but then there can be other things, too. There can be things like we talked about before, like myocarditis. or. Sure. Um, but there are also acquired things, too. If someone maybe has a long QT syndrome or something on their EKG and they get a, an antibiotic that can make that worse, that can then make them more prone to certain arrhythmias uh, and that type of thing. I, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, too. I'm mm -hmm. thinking, you know, I, just my general doctor I always say this, too. A lot of times when you go to get vaccines, they say, well, I don't want to get too many vaccines in a row mm -hmm. or so close together. So when you introduce a vaccine, um, I guess the, the bottom line is your, your body goes through some kind of inflammatory state, mm -hmm. and they say sometimes the proteins are elevated around the muscle of the heart. Mm -hmm. Does that cause inflammation? Um, I don't even know if it's even, and you can't even answer this anyway, I'm sure, because nobody would know. And we're trying. You, you hear a lot of stuff on the streets. You heard sure. it through Twitter and stuff like that, that maybe he had team of the, the Buffalo Bills players. Some of them were maybe getting 
uh, vaccinated for mm-hmm. for COVID mm-hmm. um, booster shots, if you mm-hmm. if you will. Um, could if he did, don't know this, um, but it, you know, d- there was just a lot of stuff on social media saying that if he did, could that could that cause something? Do you Sh- think like that? Or sure, I mean certainly myocarditis, uh, and we know that's that's that is the, that is a known thing with both COVID infection as well as with vaccination. I think uh, Mass General just had a paper this week showing that about four percent of of young people who have uh, a, a vaccination can have myocarditis associated with that. Um, you can have myocarditis that is kind of low level or in, you know, that kind of thing. And it's not quite overt uh, in terms of feeling, I'm feeling chest pain or short of breath or things like that. Um, but certainly anything is, is obviously possible in that regard. So myocarditis folks know there's an inflammation of the heart temporary, correct? but it does recover and, and usually good. Usually we hope you can, you can get myocarditis and require transplant though. Ooh, I mean, it's, golly. So geez, how often is that? I mean, that, I wouldn't think happens very often, but you, you've seen it. We, we, we've yeah. seen it. We've, we've transplanted oh. uh, between times at Hopkins and the university of Pittsburgh. We transplanted a fair number of young, primarily young men. Uh, usually the virus that attacks is called Coxsackie virus. Um, uh, but other viruses can attack the heart as well. And like I said, you can get to a point where you do need transplant. Oral hygiene is very important as part of that. As we Always. Know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and makes as well sense. As endocarditis and that type of thing. Gosh. So, um, again, and I won't spend as, as much time on that, but uh, where, do you, where do you think they're going to find out about that? Do you think we'll ever get the bottom line of uh, DeMar Hamlin would, well, would it, actually it, really happen? You know, it's tough to say. I think, you know, Part of like when I when I evaluate an athlete, because part of the yeah. part of the big question is, hey, I've got a son that's in football, or I've got a sure, son that's in wrestling. Sure, makes you wonder. Yeah, that's what I'm saying all yeah. these people listening. My youngest is is a wrestler, and so you're kind of like, well, goodness, could that happen? And so you always look when we interview families for uh, for athletic uh, 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 evaluations and that type of thing. We look for family history, okay. family history of sudden death, family history of any um, uh, congenital heart disease. Um, certainly symptoms play a big role. So if the, so if the young person has had any signs of, you know, performance uh, decrement, uh, uh, chest pain, shortness of breath, those types of things, that piques our interest. And generally speaking, we don't do an EKG on every person, you know, going through physical sports. It just would not be cost effective, but you have to listen. So when someone has symptoms or the family history, then the first thing we generally do will be Take a, there's essentially a, a 14 point quiz you can ask the patient <laughs> sure. and, and that kind of thing a checklist um, but we generally turn to the EKG or the ECG is one thing often that can show uh, any changes in the interval it can change show hypertrophy or thickness of the heart okay. um, but then if that's at all abnormal then we would then move to an echocardiogram which would be a much more definitive test in terms of heart size shape and function if our heart is uh, having a thickening wall and it's mm-hmm. not allowing the blood to flow freely mm-hmm. to push that oxygen what we need to your brain what happened right. with Demar Hamlin he obviously lost oxygen and mm-hmm. boom, everything stopped. It's right. th- that's it. Um, do we look at heart rate? Do, do you think uh, you know, heart rate is something indication? Like if you're sitting and resting mm-hmm. and something seems abnormal, could that be a leading indicator? Certainly, you, certainly so. would make you say, hey, should I talk about, my, uh, talk about this with my family practice physician and that kind of thing? If you have irregularities of the heart rate, certainly irregular heart rhythm. You know, sometimes the Apple Watch will let you know if you're having any signs of atrial fibrillation or any irregularity, that type of thing. would certainly be reasonable to talk with your, your, your caregiver. Yeah, I, and, and I, I would say it 100%. You may have, I've uh, certainly went to my cardiologist, mm-hmm. to you guys, and, and made sure it's out cardiology locally here that uh, um, I want to make sure that I'm okay you know I want to make sure that you know before because I was having some weird issues I I have a little bit of runner's asthma or athletic Mm -hmm. induced asthma and um, that sort of thing and even today I was running I was running up hills and that but you know I I always kind of know that I haven't had great sleep because of my shoulder stuff and and if you're experiencing that too sometimes your performance out there won't be so great so I can usually tell, okay, um, I'm feeling a little tired. But then again, I'm doing hills. I'm doing, doing a lot of hills through this park that I was running through. So, um, you know, I know that, okay, well, this is why it's doing it. But you don't have to be panicked, but watch closely is what sure. we're saying. You know, want to make sure. Absolutely. So athletes, 
in general, and I think it's, you know, sudden death in athletes, um, we did see kind of a, a little bit of an uptick. You, you don't hear much about it, but there was, um, it, we don't know, you know, we don't know anything yet. We're not going to probably know anything for years to come. Right. Um, whoever's listening to this podcast, but with the, you know, with COVID scary, you got to protect yourself. People are, you know, you, you have the, the option of taking something or not. They got mm-hmm. a pill form now or whatever you have to do. Some people are like, Hey, look, I want to go natural, build my immunity. But there was a lot of young athletes. There seemed to be there was like a little peak there going in there. Uh, if for some reason that that happened, and then then you go out two days later and you start playing football because he accelerated. I mean, as a safety oh, sure. man, you saw him loop around, wrap to get that tackle. Right. Great ta- by the way, it was wonderful. It was tackle. a great tackle. I've got to tell you, it was one heck of a tackle. Right. I was like, "Good job, Hamlin!" <laughs> like, and the next thing, and you're, "Whoa, what's going on?" So he's. Uh, from the time of this podcast, and uh, pretty God, he's still doing well in 2023 here, but he was able to return uh, from the time of this podcast home uh, and release. So that's some great news. Mm-hmm. So that means he, he left Cincinnati, and, and, and uh, so that's some good news. Could he ever play again? Because an athlete that goes through something like he just went through, mm-hmm. is, would you recommend an athlete or somebody who knows somebody playing sports, college, whatever level you're listening to, high school, would you say, yeah, let, let him or her go back and play so the answer is it depends on it depends on what the underlying cause was, and so um, you know we have in fact you know there there are young people it's amazing there are people who go through full high school football get recruited by college they go to college and find out suddenly they've got hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, Ugh. and that ends their that ends their athletic career and unfortunately I've had to tell some you know people who were on scholarship and that was the only way they were going to go to school that they can't play what they love and um, in general when we see someone that has sudden cardiac death regardless of the underlying cause. We generally at least heavily consider putting in a defibrillator, um, which would be essentially, you know, it's a sli- almost like a pacemaker, but it's implanted under the skin. It's watching every heartbeat. If they happen to go back into a fatal arrhythmia, such as ventricular fibrillation, it will try to pace them out of it. And if that doesn't work, it will actually shock them. Are you so, kidding me? So, so, so is there a device? It's implantable with a little box on the outside, I would assume? Not even. It's all, it's all, in, it's all implanted. It's about the size of uh, half of a, p- a pack of, of, of uh, playing cards. We used to say cigarette. cigarette no, pack. We don't do that anymore. Yeah. 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 You used to, t- used to <laughs> roll them up in your sleeve right, and exactly. you'd put them right there in your front exactly. pocket. Yeah. But it's about the size of a half a pack of, um, of uh, playing cards. Wow. It's implanted underneath the skin. And actually, now they have subcutaneous ones that kind of go up underneath the, the armpit it's almost. not noticeable. And it's watching you uh, the entire time. It's almost like a, having a watchdog that you don't have to feed. Shoot. But it's constantly giving you information about your heart rhythm and, and that type of thing. Um, if it was something that was acquired, you know, if it was something that, uh, that, you know, it was a medicine that you were taking or a supplement that you were taking that may be predisposed you to that, then perhaps you may in- entertain the idea of not putting in a defibrillator. However, you know, once bitten, twice shy, and I, I think right. I, I think if you uh, if you you know if you have had that episode, really we all feel a lot better having a defibrillator implanted. Right, we really can't play football if you've got a defibrillator in that. No, that's that, the, that that's would that's the catch twenty two. Right, exactly. Um, but you you survive and you live. Uh, you correct, have a good life ahead. And you can watch football, but you, know, you can coach or correct. something like that. But so that is interesting because we're going to find out more about mm-hmm. what happened. It's it's hard to diagnose it. It's hard to see it. I think it's always because you see something so dramatic that way. Mm-hmm. And after watching that and witnessing that, it made me think, you know, scratch my head like, oh, my God. You know, like you said, you have a son who wrestles. I have a daughter who, who runs, and she's in track, and she's right. cross-country. Could that happen to her or him? And so you want to know. You want to know what happened. Sure. You know, um, and, and just seeing, you know, how a, a tackle that looks so – Innocuous. I mean, it was just a typical everyday tackle. Right. Um, you know, it t- almost didn't even do it. But but they're very much focused. It appears that in, in your world, doctors and being you know over professional athletes, that you guys probably get to the, the know and hear different mm-hmm. things. You share stuff like 
I know aviation pilots, my brother, something happens to a plane, he knows they're all like in a loop and they somehow talk sure. like with weather. I do weather and we all know like these events that happen. We go to conferences like, why did this happen? What was the setup? Why did it produce this? Right. Are you guys doing the same thing? As cardiologists. We, we do. Unfortunately, it's one of the, because we all want to know, right? You right. want to know exactly A, B, C, and that yeah. type of thing. I mean, still to this day, I mean, there's so much of medicine that is not known. I, whenever I have a patient that comes into the hospital with a stroke, you know, I say, listen, you know, there's a better than 50% chance. We're really not going to find out exactly what the true cause of this stroke was. Right. You know, we do the best with what we've got, and then we try to do all, everything we can to manage risk factors and reduce the risk moving forward. But not really, sometimes it's not very satisfying not have actually having a, an actual answer. But unfortunately, that's just the case with, with medicine in some cases because it's just kind of a perfect storm in some cases. Would you say, and you could tell I keep going around in circles, <laughs> trying, to, trying to see in different ways of uh, finding out. Do you think by you looking at, have you heard anything or have you talked to any friends? Or could you just by, again, if you were to look at that replay, would, would you say it looked like his chest hit it? Or do you think, or do you think he just was very unfortunate? I mean, because he, I right. mean... I mean, you know, I think it's. One I want the, him to play again. Is no, what I'm absolutely. To get. I really do. No, I want no, him to play. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, and I, and I think you know, at the end of the day, you know, as I said, it did not. Even though commotio cordis kind of is the when I first saw that, that was the first thing. So in I, your mind, you're saying commotio cordis. That, it, it looks that way. Correct. Yeah. However, it just doesn't fit with how we normally see it. That doesn't mean it can't be that, but it's sure. just not kind of. It doesn't quite fit with the scenario and that type mm -hmm. of thing. And of course, when we see this happen, you know, in the in the uh, it, when people are actually watching. You know, is it's 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 uh it's incredibly scary. And there's been a huge uptick. So, you know, as I said before, in general we see twenty to thirty of these a year over the last thirty years. In twenty twenty one there were three hundred and twenty seven, at least by one data set that sure, I saw right. of young athletes with sudden death. Um, and uh, you know, part of it may be is it reporting? Is it is it just because everybody's sure. so keyed up now and they say, Oh, hey, remember this person? We just had an eighteen year old MMA fighter. Yeah, three. So I was just saying the fighter three. No, yeah, I saw exactly. that. Yeah, and and sh and, sh and she uh, she passed suddenly. Yeah. So, um, so we do see that. Is it is it something else that's that maybe acquired? Is it something? Is it you know what part of it is it just are we just keyed up for it now? Yeah. And whenever we hear it, we're like, oh my goodness, see there was another one. So, but you know, I think the key thing here is you know let kids play. I don't think it makes a lot of sense to have people wrapped up in bubble wrap and not do sure, anything. Sure, right, yeah, yeah. Um, if they want to play, play. But you know, I think it makes a lot of sense to say, hey. You know, let's look for symptoms. Let's see if there is anything, you know, congenital that, that we have that runs in our family, perhaps. You know, sometimes it could be an anomalous coronary artery that no one ever knew about. Sure. So You, you made a good point when you said about, and I look, I always preach this all the time. I say perspective, perspective, as far as like um, events and, and something like this. There's could it be hyper-reported now because people are more in tune to it, so you hear more about it. It's like frequency of tornadoes in my profession. People go, well, isn't there? Oh, there's more tornadoes now. Uh, the environmentalists change a little bit. People, I, I, I call it global environmental change. I like to go with that to keep the politics out of it, science up the middle. But if you look at that um, scenario, too, it's because technology is better. And technology could detect things a lot easier. You could, you could see um, movement of air moving towards you in a way from a, a site a lot better. you got a better insider diet. You know, literally, you can dissect a thunderstorm to the point to see, okay, there's debris that's flying in here. That's a tornado. Mm -hmm. Where years ago you could not. And and on the, on the converse of that, you can even say, well, maybe less warnings because now we can say, well, that's not really a tornado when before the warning would go up. So there's a lot of that perspective that has to be given, as you were just saying too, um, you know, could it be, is it because of COVID-related 
things, whether it's to ramp up the vaccines or is it just COVID virus itself is causing this with our young athletes, seeing 300 versus an average of 20-something a year. Now, all of a sudden, we're seeing a ramp up. Is it Or is it because the media, is it because of us, we're hyper-focused on it and right. more people are reporting it maybe more accurately or whatever it may be. Um, so, you know, it's like lightning injury and lightning deaths, too. So something similar to that. There's a very hyper-focus on that as well. Sure. So, um, he... And I go back to Demar Hamlin mm-hmm. and his family and stuff like that. The likelihood, you know, obviously, I would, obviously the season's over for him this year, but but um, to come back, gets a clean bill of health. Have you seen that happen often? I think a lot of Bills fans of mine too are going to be wanting <laughs> to ask that question, right? So. I mean, I, and again, I think it depends on on, uh, on what we kind of figure out or feel is the underlying cause. So if we feel like it was an acquired issue, if it was you know perhaps low level myocarditis from uh, the flu, could it be you know that he had had a long QT syndrome because of an antibiotic or or something else or a supplement? Sure. You know, then I think you feel a little more confident about being able to say, hey, you know, as long as we stay away from that and we watch this very closely, that maybe he can come back. If, however, we feel that this is from an anomalous coronary artery, if you fix that, then maybe you don't have an issue. Right. Um, it, it could be, you know, if he's got an underlying congenital issue that, uh, you know, Marfan syndrome is another one you think about. In fact, that was one of the other things I was concerned about. He doesn't really fit the Marfan He's very yes, built. built. Yeah, he's but not the center or he's not a linebacker. Right? It, it, exactly. But, but, uh, but, you know, when we see what we see in, in athletes who have a problem with Marfan is uh, a, a dissection of the aorta. And mm. that can be fatal. I mean, that's, that's sure, something you're right. You're, you're off in surgery. I got a buddy. I have a buddy who is going up to, I, I for, he, he's actually got something like that. It actually mm-hmm. was like, the, it was literally splitting. Right. Like, I'm like, oh my God, it just envisioned that. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it. Like, he can't do anything. He can't. He can't overaccelerate. He can't right. get his heart rate up real high. I mean, right. oh my gosh, how do you do? And he's a big guy, but he fits that. Like you said, he's a big, towering guy. He was, you know, kind of a bruiser back in the days. But he said, no, he can. And he said, um, some guy, a, a surgeon that he was seeing up in Atlanta, mm-hmm. Georgia, um, who was doing it. Uh, he said, he goes, you're a dead man walking. <laughs> he said this. And That's I, comforting. Paul, I'll say Paul. I get to say sure. Paul's first name, but he, he knows if he listens to this, he would know. And uh, it's scary. Yeah. Real deal. But it doesn't fit like something like Demar Hamlin in Correct. a sense. And based on that whole thing, I mean, up to this point mm-hmm. with his history playing in high mm-hmm. school, you know, uh, college, and boom, right. Bills get him, and, and he's been practicing like this every right. day. Yeah. Well, and oftentimes they are vetted at least, right? I yeah, mean, if right. you're going to invest point. a couple million dollars into an athlete, you at least want to know from an echo, hey, how, yeah, how are we yeah. doing there? Or sure. you know, uh, have to do a cardiopulmonary test every so often, that type of thing. So I think, you know, it's a lot less likely they would have had tr- hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. They would have found it. Correct. Yeah. Now, there is something called, you know, there is something that, that where you can actually have a catecholamine-induced arrhythmia. Okay. And there was actually a young student here in, in uh, Columbus who was running to, to open a door for somebody, and he suddenly fell out, as we oh, can say, wow. and uh, and they feel that's what happened to him. So catecholamines or adrenaline level gets up high. It triggers the heart to then uh, go into ventricular fibrillation. Kind of like broken heart? Very, actually, very similar, similar to that, to your broken mm-hmm. heart, so I remember yeah. we talked about this right. in past episodes, which if anybody wants to check out, Dr. Champion, you know, we're talking about broken heart right. syndrome. He wrote the paper on it. Mm-hmm. So, it, gosh, I, I mean... It, you you want answers and and in as many ways if I'm leaving something out but just anything we can do and again, um, it, it's amazing how everyone came together. Yes. You see how a community comes together. Absolutely. In the metal com- community, I'll just I'll digress for one second for a moment. What did you think how that was handled? I mean, 
what, what do you think? I mean, you saw that unfold on the field. What do you think how the medical professionals, how do they oh, do? I mean, I, I, thought, I thought it was actually great. Um, you know, the only thing, the only thing that I, 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 I think, in my personal opinion, when, when you're on the field, once you've established that it's not an orthopedic entry and if someone is unconscious, then I would have liked to have seen the ambulance on the field a little bit sooner. Sure, Because uh, sure. I think it was about nine minutes before it was on the field. And normally we have them backed up to right. the, to the, to and the that's, stadium. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm glad you said it. I mean, interrupt, but that's why I thought it was something orthopedic. It was right. something bone-related, right. fractured. He's, he's paralyzed, mm-hmm. something like that. But go ahead. Right. I'm sorry. Well, and, and I think part of what I also think uh, uh, it really do, does show, too, is, I mean, how everybody in that stadium came together. And how, I mean, really everybody around the country and around the world. I mean, yeah. I, I believe in the power of prayer and, and, yes, and, me too. and, and that type of thing. And I think, you know, he, I think he knew that. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and I think uh, I'm glad they stopped the game. Um, and I'm glad they're not going to replay the game. Yeah, and so found that out too. As you know, past uh, we don't know what happened. Did the Bills make it to the Super Bowl? Did they win, or did the Chiefs? You know, who knows who right. it was. Wild card people came into this, but yeah, and it it does because yeah, they already clinched the playoff spot anyway. So yeah, it could have been yeah, maybe more in favor of the Bills, or maybe not. But but um, but they did come together, and mm-hmm. and the health professionals are down there. Right. Um, they had the AED down there. Did they so nor- normally the AED is, is is either on a cart or it's in the uh, or it's in the the ambulance. Gotcha. Um, you know, whenever you see an episode, an, an event like this, if someone yeah. goes unconscious, I mean, th- you really want to try to get that AED as soon as possible. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's amazing where you see the AEDs now, just because they've now become so much so much more affordable. Every, you yeah, have you them here in the office. Sure, right. You have them at the, at the at the you know health clubs. Sure. Um, actually, I was quail hunting with somebody, and they had an AED on the buggy. Oh, we and, uh, a lot of older so guys you're seeing go out there and quail. Well, hunt. you know, <laughs> it, it can be an exciting thing. Sure. Um, but uh, but 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 you know, and and again, it's become it's gotten to the point now where it's yeah. so so affordable. That uh, that really it makes no sense to not have one if you're going to have a group of people who may be at risk and and that type of thing and they are so easy. I mean, you yeah. know, now you have uh, these stories of five year olds who they read the the instructions, they put it on and save yeah. a life. Yeah. So um, so that would be really be the first thing. So when we see something like that, um, the CPR was was great. I mean, really the key now with CPR is 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 blood flow. Yeah. We know that getting blood flow to the brain is by far the most important part of part of so the CPR. So call nine one one. Um, get the AED right. if, if that's in, impossible, and in hard compressions. Correct. Uh, do them even though, as far as like people are worried about, I want to you know mouth to mouth, they don't want to do that. But if you do hard compressions to help arise, yeah. that could be life saving. Absolutely, absolutely. Could have been if they didn't do that. I see they had a bag. You know, not everybody has that, mm-hmm. so you could do it blow air. Right. So it's like simulating that yep. for oxygen, nitrogen, or whatever else is in our at our air that he's getting. Mm-hmm. But then they're doing hard compressions too. Is that in Demar's case? Let's just say they didn't do that mm-hmm. for that length of time, just doing compressions. Is that even could he have survived that? He certainly could have. I mean, you know, we right. have people okay. all the time. In fact, we have people who come into the intensive care unit who've had actually an extended period of downtime, and you know, we oftentimes will bring them in, we'll cool them down to try to preserve brain function, and then as we light them up, they come back. And I've got a few people who I've told who I've told that are walking miracles because. They were down for an extended period of time where no one saw them. They had no compressions. Sure. They, they had no no breathing. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it is, and that's I think it's a good time to plug uh, BLS yeah. and ACLS. So so it's a great thing. I think every babysitter should should have B, should be BLS trained. Yeah. Um, so just basic life support and and uh, and uh, and that type of thing. Yeah. So basic life support and child life support, whatever yeah. you can do, and so babies too. There's a there's a even yeah. that happens with them absolutely. As well. And you do with your two fingers. You can right. go right over to you know and that's do exactly the compressions. Right. A great place you would advise to where would they go to get this information? How should everybody get trained if you can't necessarily mm-hmm. afford an AED in your house or whatever? 
What, where could we get the training to American do? Heart Association. Okay. So American Heart Association, most cities have a local American Heart. We actually have our heart ball coming up here That's in the right. next month. I'll be there. And I'm, I'm, I'm speaking like as if I'm asking this. I know the answer, but I want, I want to ask right. you. But yeah, that's a big deal, the heart Absolutely. ball. Absolutely. The yeah. heart ball is outstanding. And, uh, and then, like I said, I mean, you know, it's, I think it's a great thing for young people uh, and, and, and old alike just to be able to have that available so that if they, they have that skill, because there's nothing worse than having something happen in front of you and then not really know what to do. Sure. And it is simple enough. I mean, you know, I think it's 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 a it's a it's a great thing to do. Yeah. One time, um, I was in the gym uh, with Fred Gramling. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll say this, give him a little plug. He's a former Army Ranger, uh, always Ranger, but he uh, is retired. And we were at the local YMCA, and a guy who had open heart surgery. This is what I found out later. He had just had it. He was released to do some exercise. Mm-hmm. He was on one of the you know kind of the machines that were just doing like a chest um, push or whatever it was, and and he kind of slumped. And I was looking, and his face drooped, and, my, and we realized this guy's having a stroke. So, right. yelled, "Get the AED!" Fred got it. Um, came over. He he hooked it all up. Gave compressions in between when it told us. It instructed us everything. What was probably minutes felt like hours. You know, when you're so in a situation long. like that, Absolutely. I've never in my life. You know, I worked in a hospital, skilled nursing for a short time. I was in college. I was a nurse's aide, so I got to help out. But I learned a lot. You know, just observing and watching. With people, but to be in a critical moment like that, that sure. this is the second time in my life actually saw somebody going to a respiratory arrest or something and trying to keep them alive. It's 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 adrenaline rush. Yes, and it's it's emotional, and uh, it, what a feeling when he was still alive. This gentleman, he ended up passing unfortunately, but the I just remember that the, the uh, uh, I want to see the paramedics that were there. They commended you know Freddie did all the work. You know I was just calming the wife down. I was doing things on the periphery of sure. it to keep everything under control, but. Um, I, I just said, you know, she, he said, God, you guys did a great job. You kept him alive and this and that. And it was nice, nice yeah. to see that. But something, it was, in, it was very easy to do because we've done it. Right. So recommending people to go out there, American Heart Association, to, to learn heart compressions. Absolutely. Go, go do that. It would be a good place to learn. You wouldn't go to you and say, well, Dr. Chamber, tell us how to do it. You want to go to the American Heart Association. That's, your best, that's, your, best, that, that's your best bet. You've got and, other things and going you, on. And you get certified yeah. in that type of yeah. thing. Yeah, but it's amazing where you can see it. I mean, I've seen it at twice at a casino. One where yeah. the f- guy was winning on the craps table, another one where another person was losing, <laughs> and so uh, so it can happen with when you're up or when you're down. Oh my gosh, it, it, it's not the way you want to go with something like no. that. That's for sure. But I, I I think overall, I think people are are, are much more inclined to um, nowadays to be more open to call yes. your doctor to find out and do these kind of things. Listen to your body and, and know that we can't mm-hmm. preach this enough, especially on the show. Do you um? Do you think there's going to be more research? And going back, I'm, I'm going to shift back to kind of the conditions like the sudden, you know, death and athletes. Do you see any of this possibly being connected to supplements or vaccines or anything to ramp up as we went back to it again? Do you think there's going to be data? Are people collecting it just just to find out? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think we're, we're certainly seeing seeing a lot of data collection. You know, even in Atlanta, there are a couple of really good COVID centers now at, between Emory and Piedmont, and there's one at UAB where um, where they're collecting data uh, about, you know, both COVID infection as well as vaccination. Um, but but not only that, just, just sudden death in general. And, yeah. and you know, as, as the technology advances and our, our ability to be able to monitor people more closely and, you know, with wearable devices and things like that, I think we are going to see a lot more information. I mean, you know, I remember it wasn't too long ago, Barry Marin and his son Marty, who was a medical student with me at Tulane, okay. uh, they've pioneered really sudden cardiac death, especially with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. So, you know, if you go back and look at all the original papers from the 80s and the 90s, that was all their work wow. uh, out of Boston and, 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 and that type of thing. And, um, you know, we think about basketball players dying suddenly on the court sure. and things like that. And I think it also, too, it'll, it'll really let us know more. And I think more people are open about talking about supplements they may be using 
dosing and, and that type of thing. And certainly some supplements can affect the liver. They can affect other things that we just don't necessarily understand, especially since a lot of times the supplement market is not really um, regulated. Yeah. So sometimes we don't know what's involved um, in, in, in the formulations. So we need to pay attention to that. Always has. And it's good. I tell my health professional, I tell you or tell right. anybody, I tell my general doctor too, I'll say, hey, you know, when they come in there and you go to your doctor's, mm-hmm. are you taking anything? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just like over communicate. <laughs> give too much information. Is, is Sometimes, okay. Bob, but that's Sometimes. okay. Is it okay? We still love you. Sometimes, yeah, maybe it might be over the top, <laughs> right. but I can't help myself. So I end up writing all these different things down. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, I'm taking this vitamin D. I'm taking mm-hmm. a D. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. taking liquid drops here on CBD. And then I take sure. an, you know, uh, you know, omega-3 oil or, right. you know, that kind of thing. And I, and I don't take it every day. I take what I need. Mm-hmm. I take a curamin for pain, and I got local pain in the shoulder sure. kind of situation I have going on. So things like that I try to do naturally. I may slap in a leave now and again in a proxin for 24, you know, hours. Sure. But I don't do it every day, you know. And, and like you said, just kind of miss, you know, well, feel my, it out. My father oh, – I, I, I take supplements as well. My father and I joke about the fact that we may yeah. be ending up with just brightly colored and expensive urine, <laughs> but, but we're not taking any chances. And yeah, I think that yeah. – think and this I actually, what happens. And, yeah. I, and I think that's actually a good point too. I think what we're going to start seeing a lot more of as well is going to be good study with supplements. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of data now within the anti-aging, you know, group and yeah. things like that looking at looking at various supplements that, uh, that they found in mice and rats, et cetera, and they, they're yeah. doing human studies now. So a lot of things that are coming down the pike I think that will be – useful and, and good that's great and that's what we want to do so if you go with that vitamin b it doesn't get retained it gets peed out as, right. a, as vitamin p <laughs> exactly <laughs> not vitamin just gotta b. be just gotta be careful with fat soluble vitamins so like yes. that so you can't overdose with oh, you can't like, yes oh, like okay. vitamin d yeah um vitamin a vitamin e those are those are stored in the fat so if you take ultra high mega doses for long periods of time you can actually end up with a hypervitaminosis uh, uh, syndrome type of thing what so, would be the symptom of that uh there, there'd be a lot of different symptoms sometimes it can affect the kidneys so, so you may feel extra thirsty um, you may actually feel more fatigued as time goes on but that's also usually very uh, you know that's actually it's one of the nice things as well most family practice and most internists are checking vitamin d levels because certainly vitamin d deficiency is sure. a, a an epidemic, um, especially where we are and we're all inside more now yeah. instead of being outside. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's they're checking it more, so now they can check to see if you're too high or too low. Um, so uh, during the winter months, as mm-hmm. this, this podcast is being broadcast, I go ahead and I'll take maybe I think one drop is valued at maybe one. Th- thousand yeah. maybe or something like that right. and i'll do one under the tongue mm-hmm. you know I'll, I'll slap that in there my vit- multivitamin right. will have that have some in there as well right. say rda recommended daily allowance sure. whatever it may be because i know the angle of the sun days are shorter you're not getting as much sunshine and um and so on and so forth you said about thirst too i thought about that one day when you say you're mm-hmm. thirsty you keep doing it because really it might be that you're you have too much you're you're over it, you always think you're dehydrated right. but you could be overhydrated correct so watch that that, that flow too Absolutely. keep that track and that's why to fix all this go see your general doctor first mm-hmm. you're the specialist but see them and get the blood work up and if anything right. checks kind of weird mm-hmm. there you go you exactly. need to go see dr champion or whoever it may be i thought that was good so um i i think Axel, did you find anything intriguing here as a young man? I always always have to ask our director to think. What, what do you think? Anything that kind of caught your eye or ear? This has all been very interesting so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, the fact that you brought up the vitamin D deficiency, it's, it's mentioning it as a pandemic or epidemic mm-hmm. is interesting because I'd always thought about it, but I never really like knew like if it's common or not. Right incredibly common and in fact actually what we found with a lot of the covid work going back to covid yeah. covid infection people who had a vitamin d deficiency were more likely to end up in the icu you heard about that yeah that's crazy wow. so now his melanin and mine more olive complected yes what's the difference between that and you who are, you know 
being Caucasian too, lighter complected, what would be, is there a benefit or not? So or more melanin tends to uh, result actually in more vitamin D deficiency, especially so we would in be northern climates. Likely, yeah, and that would be me too when I was up, up north because when growing up in the, uh, you know, you get cabin fever, right. you're indoors, that kind of thing. The weather's not suitable to go out and enjoy exactly. the sunshine. Anything to do with uh, your skin complexion, your melanin, though, would that have anything to do with it? Just as far as baseline, in terms of you're going to be more likely to you're going to be more likely to be vitamin D deficient with a darker complexion. Okay, interesting. Okay, so that's good to know too. I mean, a lot of different little side things there. Does that, that sound good to you, Axel? That was good. I like that. I call him Axel Rose. That's I like. It. I have a yeah. nickname for everybody. Axel Rose in the house. And he said once bitten, twice shy. Was that White Snake? I can't uh, remember. Eighties? No, who was it? Who was great that? White. Great White it was great. I knew he had nice. some white in there. Eighties. <laughs> my my my. Once but once bitten, twice shy, baby. That's it. That's it. So we and uh, so we learned a lot on that too. It's interesting. You can get almost an AED implant or whatever it would be underneath your arm. Somewhere it would be less conspicuous, but it would make the athlete not be able to perform those duties anymore. But it could some, be something that could save your life. So again, back to uh, Buffalo Bills, uh, Bills right. Mafia here. You're talking to, so I, I want to see my my man Demar Hamlin. I pray to God he can get back in next Absolutely. year. Would be what a, what what a incredible miracle that would be that he'd no be doubt. playing again next year. I would well, love it. Just the fact that he's left the hospital. And yeah, just that's the huge. Fact that he in such a up, short time. Up, yes. And, yeah. You know, he woke up. And his first, I think, one of his first questions was, "Who won the game?" Yeah, who won the game? And, yeah, and, and, yeah. And his physician, I think, said, "You know, you won the game. You won the game of life." Amen. Which which oh, which yeah. really is. I mean, it's yeah. you know. To see, and that's it's actually relatively rare. Yeah. You know, when we see people have sudden cardiac death, especially on the on the on the on the field or on the pitch yeah. or, or or whatever, um, you know, it's it's to have someone come back to life is actually very very important. I mean, it's good. Sorry, I'm I'm you see, I'm ready to jump. I'm so excited about this, but I wanted to say sudden cardiac death. So did Demar actually? Would he be? Did he have sudden cardiac death? Technically, well, I think the fact that he was pulseless. Um, yeah. and so uh, we can say he actually. I would, have, I, would, died, would I, would, I would I would call it sudden death because they didn't have a pulse. Yes, um, I think to say that it's the, under, the cardiac was the underlying cause is a little bit difficult to say at least at this sure, point. Sure, um, I do think that's probably more likely going to be the underlying cause, um, but I think it's going to have to take uh, you know whatever they feel what they want to come out with and that yeah. type of thing. Do you think it's politics involved in that, or would it be something like that they have to be uh, careful with? Well, I mean, certainly HIPAA plays a big role in, sure. in you know kind of what what does somebody want to say about their own health plan or health health care and, sure. and, and their health issues. Um, but I think there's actually a lot of politics involved now with everything. And sure. so, sure. you know, good it's answer. Uh, I like how you answer that. <laughs> I like how you answer that. I thought that was pretty good. It's, yeah. it's actually kind of a shame that we have to really think long and hard about the political it's, side it's of, just uh, ridiculous. of things. But it's involved in everything. But, but that I understand it's your mm-hmm. personal, personal thing and, and HIPAA is involved. I would suspect that because of the national tension on it, I can even see uh, Mr. Hamlin himself coming out and saying, this is what I have. I want to let other athletes sure. know, be careful of this and that and the well, other when it comes I'll out. I'll tell you a great example is Ryan yeah. Clark. Ryan Clark, yeah. former safety for safety. Uh, for the LSU yep. Tigers. Another and it was at Pittsburgh and in, in Pittsburgh Steelers. He actually funded our Ryan Clark Center uh, for Sickle Cell uh, at University of Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, you know, he had had a problem when he went to Denver. And even uh, even at, you know, at high altitude, he was not able to play in Denver because sure. of the altitude, but uh, lost a lost spleen and, and uh, it was very touch and go there for a while. It's got, you know, I'm thinking, you know, people with uh, the Lions, Detroit Lions in the 70s, trying to think who that was. Remember, he was probably the only NFL player before that I know actually physically died mm-hmm. from a heart, you know, heart attack uh, out in the field as well. But you don't see it very often right. again. So that's what makes us so, uh, so, so talked about. Right. The water cooler thing on, sure. that, on that Monday morning, or excuse me, Tuesday morning. It was, it was Monday night football, I think it was Monday right. night. Exactly. So, so it was, uh, you know, one of those things that were, everybody was buzzing about it, you know, social media and everything else. But the big buzz for you, what would you say is the one thing that you 
would say just to kind of pull it all together? What should we do, Dr. Champion? Think, what are we going to do? I think the key thing, just like we always say, listen to your body. Um, yeah. uh, if you've got a family member that's in, in you know, intense athletics and things like that, just listen to them. Let them know the, the, the triggers that we would think about that okay. would make us say, hey, you know, all these kids tend to have a pre, pre, um, you know, pre-athletic physical Good where point. we, can, where we yeah. can listen for a murmur or something like that. If we hear a murmur or we do an ECG and, and that advances things to an echo and those kind of things, we will certainly do those. Um, I think if there is any question, though, I think it's always makes sense to see your see your primary physician. I mean, the peace of mind is priceless. Yes. And uh, and again, you know, try to try to minimize the risk. And so if we can do that, that doesn't mean everybody who's going into wrestling or football should should go right. get a full echo and a stress yeah. test. But, you know, they should they should at least, you know, listen to the family history um, their own experience, and then and then take it seriously. Great. I liked it. Uh, you know, peace of mind is priceless, and Absolutely. it is with you. I appreciate everything you do, as always. We're going to see Dr. Champion again. He's always here with us. Uh, we, I'm honored to say I got you in my back pocket, so to speak, to answer these questions. It's been top of mind for so many. So for so many that would like to listen to more in-depth and incredible incredible knowledge a plethora of knowledge and papers that you've written check out other past podcasts you can search uh, just dr champion dr hunter champion to search it right here in the podcast play zone you'll get all the episodes we've had with you you know over the years so we'd love to have you again very you shortly so i know you're going to be back again of course we always talk about something okay so check it out every week right here at wrbl.com seven o'clock it streams six central or whatever time zone you're in but bottom line is just search it when you want it the most at, of course, Apple, iHeart, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. We're on YouTube now, too. You're on YouTube right now. Look at that, right. Dr. Champion. So you can go to YouTube, also get it there, and uh, we hope to see you the next time. Peace of mind is priceless right here on social media, too. You'll get a little snippet of it. You'll see us on Instagram, Dr. Champion, myself, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks a lot, Hunter. Thanks, appreciate Bob, all appreciate you it. do. Keep up the good work. we Will do. Thank you so much. All right.